Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 126. Well, there is no better time than today to get involved with what's going on in your kids' lives, especially in the public school setting. Our guest, Kelly Carter, is a recently elected official on her school board, and she's here to tell us how God strategically fit the puzzle pieces of her life together to prepare her for this great assignment. Before leaving today, please take a moment to rate and review the You Can Tell the Children podcast on your favorite podcast channel. This small step can help us reach others with the message of Jesus and let people know they can start a Bible to School program in their community. Speaking of Bible to School, finding one in your area to get involved with is a really awesome idea, and I would love for you to learn more by heading to BibleToSchool.com and clicking on the Find a Program tab. Using your talents for kingdom purposes just once a week produces eternal results, friends. Are you ready to hear how God orchestrated the details of Kelly's life to bring him glory on her school board? Join our conversation right now. Well, hi, Kelly. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Hello. It is so good to have you here today to talk to our listeners about your journey of becoming a school board member. So (laughs) would you just start us off by telling us where you're rooted and a bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I grew up in South Jersey. And currently, I live in um, central Pennsylvania. I've been married for over 24 years, and we have eight children. And they span the ages of three to age 20. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my goodness. So you have quite a bundle of people to love on. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, okay, considering that, what year did you officially begin the public school journey with your kiddos? So we officially started when my daughter, when we moved out here and my daughter um, went into kindergarten. So that was 2008. And I would just kind of jump in and volunteer in the classroom and for parties when they needed. Oh, awesome. So 2008 to 2023 and still going. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So throughout the years, I know that we've had this conversation before. You have been super intentional about being involved in your children's school. And I'd just love for you to share with our listeners, what is the reason for that? So I'll explain a little more. I was formerly a teacher and I just wanted to support teachers well. I know that they put in a lot of time and effort. So anything I could do naturally, like copying or cutting things out, laminating, just simple things that would save them time, I would want to do. So I got involved doing that in addition to volunteering in the classroom. And then I also wanted to do stuff to support the different groups that support the community and the school community and just within the school too. So those were just ways that I wanted to jump in and help out in that way. Yeah, that's really awesome. When it comes to involvement in your kid's school, you have worn several different hats. You named just a few over the years and for very, very good reasons. So can you just briefly walk us through those changing seasons of your life, starting with when, as you mentioned, you were a school teacher? Sure. So I really started my teaching career back when I was 13. I started um, working at a daycare center. 
Um, and I worked with the three-year-olds and I just loved working with them, seeing how much they were absorbing and learning and growing. And I actually worked in daycare and childcare up through college, but that kind of also guided me into my education career. So I went to college and got a degree in early childhood education, elementary education. So then once I graduated, I actually got a job in my hometown as a kindergarten teacher for five years. So began teaching and loved it. And then my husband had a job change and we moved out to Pennsylvania. So we moved to Pennsylvania. It was a tough move because I was moving away from my family, but I started uh, working at kid ministry at a local church and did that for eight years. And it was just really cool to see how God used my education degree to not only be a mom now, because we had two kids at that point, but also to get involved in kid ministry. I was able to help develop curriculum and plan programming as our church grew. And um, that was really cool to just see that piece kind of weave in. And then during those eight years, we started our foster care journey. Oh, wow. So that was interesting. Something that wasn't really on our radar and God brought to us. And um, so again, God used all those things that I'd learned to start the foster care journey and then later adoption. So I had stepped away from kid ministry during our foster care years, just because with appointments and we were adding to our family crazy. And um, so I need to step away from working. So I stepped back from that. And in the meantime, I started substituting. It was really flexible. I just did it within our local school district. And it was fun to be back in front of the classroom again and get involved. Through that, I was able to make great connections with a lot of the teachers and the staff at our school district, more so than just being a parent. So that was really fun to just develop those relationships that way. So yeah. lots of different hats. When you were substitute teaching, was it at the same school that you had been a teacher or had you moved? We had moved at that point. So this was the school district that my kids attended. So, yeah. But you had a lot of experience. I bet you kind of enjoyed that because it was probably a little different. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. Very neat. Cool. So what was next then? So after that, you know, I just was subbing here and there. We kept adding kids. Now we've fostered and adopted five of our children. So with this last adoption, she's really young. So I'm home with her mostly. But when I can pick up a sub job, I do. So yeah, so then we just took a little bit of a pause here to start the school board journey. So that's the next on the list. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, so it doesn't necessarily sound like things have completely calmed down. And yet I know you're here because we're talking about you ran for school board, which is a whole journey in and of itself. So what, first of all, made you decide to run for school board in the first place? So I started attending meetings in 2020, just because my daughter had some things going on with masking and she was trying to advocate for herself and I was supporting her through that. And as I attended the meetings, I was learning a lot. It's a different side of education that I really hadn't been too involved in. Um, So it was interesting to see that point of view. And as I was listening and getting involved in that, I just started thinking like, there's some things that have changed that I may need to, I would like to get involved in trying to make a difference in, in this. So just started talking to my husband about it and, you know, decided to, to find out more about what it meant to be part of the school board. So. Yeah. Okay. And in your spirit, how did you feel? Like, did you also feel like, okay, God, I think you're calling me to this or was it more just, you were asked, you were interested. Let's just make that the first step. Let's, let's find out more. So it definitely like, the calling for foster care was definitely like a huge nudge from God. This was more like, okay, this is something that might be a good next step for me. And then I prayed about it, talked to Joe about it, and um, really felt at that point like, yes, let's let's go into this. 
So decided to go ahead and pursue starting to walk through the doors as I always kind of make decisions. If doors close, then we'll walk away. But doors just kept opening and things became more clear. And so kind of just kept walking through them. Yeah, that's great advice right there. To our listeners, if you didn't hear that, doors, they open and they close. Walk through the ones that are open. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. When you made the decision to do this, what was your first next step? So I obviously have never been involved in politics and I was a mom and a teacher and just this was like a whole new world for me. So I really didn't know what to do next. So what I did is I started talking to the current board members. I had relationships with a couple of them. I actually spoke to one of the school board members who's a mom because I wanted to get the mom perspective of how, you know, how do you do meals? How does it change your scheduling and things like that? The guys I talked to were just like, oh, it's, you know, 10 hours a week, you know, whatever. But the mom was like, I do crockpot meals these nights. And some nights you have to do this. You know, like she gave me more practical information. So I started talking to them. And then just through talking to friends and getting encouragement through friends, I was actually connected with our local committee woman who I just kind of laid it out there telling her my concerns and yet what I wanted to do. I was really encouraged to run, to be endorsed because this election would have been really tricky to run if I just ran independently. Plus never being in politics before, I would have had no idea the things that were coming down the pike. So I connected with her and she encouraged me to apply and be vetted, which was a huge process to be endorsed by the local committee. And that's, so that's the route I went. Okay. All right. So if somebody wanted to, like they hear what you're saying and those are some good next steps, but if they wanted to actually join the school board, where would you direct them? So you would definitely go to your county website. Um, In Pennsylvania, we go to, you know, our county website and gives you all the information about running for different offices and you can get a ton of information there. Also, the elections offices are so helpful from what I found. They give you all the information you need. People are willing to answer the phone and talk to you about things. So certainly you can even do a phone call and find out information. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So what if anything changed in your daily routine once you did start on this journey? So things are shifting and I just started in December. So we're still shifting but trying to kind of get a schedule in place um, for, you know, pre-meeting things that I have to read. So I'm carving out time during the week to look at emails and look at agendas. And um, we just were assigned our committees. So now that's a new thing that will be added on that I have to kind of prep for a little bit. So it's just basically making time during the day to look at emails. It hasn't been more than 10 hours. I would say it's been at this point about five. It'll probably ramp up to 10 here as we get going, but it's not a huge amount of time. It's just kind of making the time for it. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So those are some physical changes. What about spiritual? Has that impacted yet? So spiritually, yes. I mean, definitely have felt the different battles going on just with, you know, when you're trying to do something God wants you to do, you sometimes get opposition to that. And so just have really been trying to focus on leaning on God and putting him at the forefront of what I'm doing and trying to use him as my filter uh, through everything. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good filter. Running for any type of office can involve stress. Now, when I ask this question, I want you to answer remembering what it was like just to be campaigning. But then also as you enter this new season, what do you find helps you manage stress during these times? So anytime I'm stressed, I'm a runner. And so I run. Okay. Um, when I, you know, and you always like when you do your devotions in the morning, like you always know that's a good thing and it helps you. It's just like running. Like when I don't do it, I know I feel yucky. And then when I do do it, I definitely feel so much better. But I also worship really, um, worship music really kind of helps me a lot. So when I run, I listen to Toby Mac and Capital Kings <laughs> to get me going. And then on the way, 
coming, you know, walking that and closing out my run. Um, I'm usually walking and just t- typing notes in my phone about my run. And I always listen to praise music. So just listening to um, different things to help me kind of focus and start my day or my week off, right, is it really helps me and kind of lowers my stress level. <laughs> That's good. Yes. I mean, it's it's a chemical equation, getting your endorphins and the serotonin and running does that. And I can totally relate with you. I enjoy running and you get good ideas on your runs, don't you? Yes. That's why you take notes. Yes. And I pray a lot. <laughs> That's really good advice. Good yeah. to know. And the good news is you don't have to run to get endorphins and serotonin going. You just got to move your body, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. How is God able to stay perfect? Our Bible to School kids are often amazed to hear that God is perfect without sin and always has and always will be perfect. After all, we certainly can't be perfect, not even for an hour. That is the beauty of teaching children for the first time about God, who is perfect, loves them, and cares for them. When circumstances in this life feel less than perfect. It brings such hope into their lives to know God is constant and dependable and perfect. So do you find any scriptures in particular right now during the season especially helpful? So I've always been a worrier, worrying about the next day. So my, my, really my life verse is Matthew 6, 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. I'm sure everyone knows that. So that's one thing that just helps me, like, just take a day at a time. Like, I'm really trying to focus. One thing that's really kind of God has brought to my forefront as I've listened to songs, three songs really pop out. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, you know, focusing on him and everything else will fade away. The song, So Will I, about worshiping and gratitude too, of just being thankful for everything that God has given you and praising him. And those have really helped me not only to not worry, because when you fill up with thankfulness, you're not worrying as much, but also kind of just to focus on God and help me as I am on this journey. So that's so good. You know, I recently just read somewhere that gratitude is the answer to all the things, loneliness, depression, anxiety, gratitude. And you just said it. I mean, it's in scripture, <laughs> you know, and I have it on my phone. Gratitude interrupts anxiety. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> Oh, amen. Well, do you believe, Kelly, I think we know the answer to this, but I'd love to hear your perspective. Is it possible to be a Christian on the school board without coming across as though you're forcing your faith on other people? Um, Absolutely. I think so. Um, Obviously, we're a public school system. I'm on a school board for public school. We're not going to turn the public school into a Christian school. We're going to have non-believers and children, uh, children and teachers of all faiths coming here. But Jesus led in that way too. So he didn't only reach out to Christians. He talked to everybody. And so it's kind of in our DNA to lead and make decisions, but not force our faith. And I think that, you know, if we're able to kind of just have that perspective and lead like Jesus did, that our decisions will shine him through. Um, And if we let him lead, he'll help us, you know, walk in the right way. So absolutely. So right. Yeah. He was always a gentleman. And so I guess that's a good, those are good footsteps to follow in to be like that. Good advice. Mm -hmm advice. So scripture says to seek peace and pursue it. So stakeholders, which would be parents, staff, teachers, admin, taxpayers, can obviously be very divided. How do you handle or how do you anticipate handling all the different opinions and making wise decisions with this scripture in the forefront? So absolutely. One thing that I've just used through this season and said many times is I just want to have a grace filter that people are passionate about things. And when it comes to their kids, they're even more passionate. (laughs) 
And this, you know, this is a hot topic for a lot of things, you know, schools and, and the way things are changing. We don't know everyone's background. We don't know what they're coming, what they're bringing to the table, if they're passionate about something. And so just using that grace filter with them and knowing that, okay, let's give them some grace and take a breath and think about why are they so passionate about this? Ask them the questions. Um, I've really found that sitting down and talking with people face-to-face rather than doing the social media or email or texting back and forth is so much more productive and so much more helpful. I've had lots of meetings with people who have differing opinions than me. And sometimes their passion and upsetness is often a misunderstanding or something that's been taken out of context. And once you sit down and talk with them, you find out that you have more in common than not, and that you're pretty much on the same page about things. So I just feel like that's so important, you know, sitting down with the other side or whoever, and just talking to them and trying to find more things that you have in common than not in common. And generally that's what happens. So, so. Great wisdom. Great wisdom. And that's so biblical because it's literally getting rid of the dividing walls and it's inviting. It's sitting together at a table. Like that's what Jesus did. I love that. So you do have a few meetings under your belt now. Would love to know. How's it going? It's good so far. I've learning, I'm learning a lot quickly, but so far the meetings have been good. We, like I said, we just got assigned to our committees. So that means that certain committees, like I'm on the educational committee. So I'll be helping with curriculum and helping with the education side of things. So it'll be fun to kind of dig into that as that's kind of my um, area that I would like to help with. So, but yeah, so far so good. I'm enjoying it. That's great to hear. So what are you most excited about? I mean, I heard you right there kind of say a little bit about curriculum, but what are you most excited about now that you're on the board officially? So I think I'm most excited just to be able to talk um, for people who may not have had a voice before and using the things God has taught me, you know, so far in my life to kind of be a part of this next part of my puzzle in my life, you know, like some, a lot of the things that I've been trained in and learned through hard lessons, I feel like are all fitting together into this huge puzzle, which we really shouldn't be amazed with because we know that's how God works anyway. But it's fun to look back and see like, you know, okay, this, this really fits nicely into this and this next part. And, you know, using my education background to help with the curriculum pieces, using my relationships I've built with teachers to kind of advocate for them on the board. And then, of course, with all my children advocating for them in the school system as well. So just feel like it's I'm just excited all around to, to see where this leads. So I love that. I love how you um, have been so intentional. You're taking all the things that you're interested in, bringing it before the Lord. And look how he is the God of all those details that he's really like hedged it all together. So instead of it being all these little random pieces stressing you out, it kind of all fits together. That's beautiful. And leads to my next question, our God of details. I'm sure that he's been speaking into your quiet time and teaching you things that are applicable to your life right now. Can you share um, what he's been teaching you lately? Yeah, sure. Like um, I said before, a lot of it is being thankful and everything. And it takes my mind off worrying because I worry. Yeah. (laughs) And just focusing on God's blessings and also just trusting that, you know, like I sometimes sit back, I'm like, I can't believe I'm on the school board. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) Like I'm an elected official. So just thinking about the fact that, you know, okay, those doors were opened and this is an opportunity that I have. And so my voice and my opinions are valued and not sitting back and, you know, thinking, oh, this isn't going to be important if I say that, but kind of having a voice and being able to have the confidence to do that. And just knowing that he's given me these experiences for a reason and there's some backing to what I can contribute. So I want to be obedient in sharing the things that I've learned and, and being able to, to support someone else in this new journey. So. Yeah. And that's just it. Like I was just talking with my son this morning about how we all have a unique set of fingerprints. 
Like that's why we use it in the criminal system because you only have one, everyone's different. (laughs) It's an identifying marker. Can you imagine all the things that you would miss out on if you weren't obeying the Lord? Like he's so good. And sometimes some things, and like, as I was reflecting on these questions today too, just looking back at like the trials that you experience in your life, that of course are hard times when you're in the midst of them, but seeing how they fit together now, you know, I would say like fostering was certainly not an easy thing at all for us and our family, but the way that it's kind of carved this path for us and being able to now fit it into this new part of my journey is just, it's really cool to look back on and, and see. So you know, you're right. You know, everybody has a unique experience and they can all tie it together and and work for God. So it's cool. Beautiful. I just heard this morning a good quote. I think it was from the Bible recap. And the guy was saying how on the other side of the trials is the good. So you just got to push through. Like you just said, there's definitely trials. Yep. But our God is that good that we know the other side will be good like him. Absolutely. Yes. I'm just curious what advice you would give to the person out there who's sitting on the fence, like interested, but scared, not sure if they want to be involved as far as school board is concerned. What do you have to say to that person? So definitely get out and ask the questions. You know, school board members are not, you know, up on this pedestal. I was, they were happy to meet with me and talk to me. I just sent them an email and they made arrangements for me to meet with them. I definitely would say, um, you know, get involved where you can, if you're not sure, try start, start volunteering at school, get involved in the PTO. That's a great first step. But if you've already done all that and you just feel like you can make a difference, go for it. It's not as scary as it seems. You learn a lot. You meet a lot of people. And it's really, I really enjoyed the experience. There were certainly some tough times, but it was, you know, now that we're in it, it's, I'm excited that I I went through the hard part of getting elected, (laughs) you know, and uh, it was worth it. So, yeah. Well, our audience consists of parents, grandparents. We've got teachers, neighbors, all sorts of mentors. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave with our listeners today? Yeah, kind of just tying it all together. I always tell my kids as they walk out the door, shine your light today. And I've said that since they've been little, but I just remind them that God, like you said, God has different stories for all of us. And it's important for us to use the gifts and the lessons we've learned to show him to others and kind of taking the tools that he's given us in our tool belt to show others you know, who he is. And I think that's an important thing for any of us, no matter what role we play in education to do that. So. Amen. We can make a kingdom impact on our patch of ground, just like you were doing in all those seasons of your life following the Lord. Exactly. Yes. Amen. Kelly, I would just love it. Would you close our time together in prayer today? Sure. Well, God, thank you so much for today. And I just thank you that we do have the ability in our country to run for office and be able to make an impact in our community around us. God, I just pray that you'll Help us serve others well and represent you. Continue to grow us and nudge us in the directions you want us to go, no matter what that looks like. I just pray that you'll be a a guiding light for us um, to be able to make decisions in our lives. Um, I thank you for who you are and for all that you do for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. Good seeing you, Meredith. Kelly said it's fun to look back and see how God is using all the years experiences, and moments in her life for such a time as being on the school board. How about you? Has God put the puzzle pieces of your life together in a way that brings Him all the glory? We would love to hear your story. Please engage with us, first by liking Bible to School on Facebook and Instagram, and then by commenting on our posts. And one last request. Would you take a quick second and share this episode? I bet you know of at least one person who would be encouraged to hear about Kelly's journey on the school board. Thanks for your help with all these things, friends. And don't forget, 
Join us here next week for a conversation on forgiveness. Remember, you can tell the children in your life about Jesus.